We've talked top tiers getting nerfed, we've talked low tiers getting buffed, but this week Catalyst and I have researched a few more Street Fighter V characters that have particularly interesting Season 5 trajectories in front of them. Some may have been heavily over-nerfed, some perhaps buffed too much. We get into all the dirty details on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Ah, oh, there's so much, there's so much gusto in that. I appreciate it. Each and every week brings it to the table. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. You know what? Uh, I, I do want to tell our audience here uh, that we have a big upcoming change here to the show that I'm extremely hyped about. We are not going to tell people exactly what it is, but if you are a longtime listener of our show... You might have some idea of where we're going. Um, uh, you know, and by all means, John, if you want to tell people what we're doing, by feel free. But I love, I love teasing them just a little bit, just l- letting them oh, know please that. Please tease away. I'm not going to share anything. I, I'm uh, not putting any deadlines on myself for all this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I am excited. Yeah, we're we're both extremely excited. It's going to be something new that you know I, I don't want to overhype it either, right? But if you're if you're a longtime fan of the show and you like some of the stuff we've teased before, I think you're going to be really excited about this, and we are too. You know, so so we'll leave it there. I don't want to overhype it, but uh, but yeah, it's, I think people will really enjoy it. But um, we will be evolving, yeah, in a in a go. certain extent. But everything that you know. It, the way you consume the Event Hubs podcast, if you're if you're content with it right now, we're not going to take that away from you. We'll say exactly. I'll just leave it at that. There you go. Uh, so I, and one other thing too is uh, um, I I have been working so hard on some stuff behind the scenes. I don't want to get into to details, but uh, John knows here the stuff I've been working on. Uh, I haven't been able to play or consume Street Fighter very much, and that's like it's killing me right now. Like, but for good reason. Like it, it's I I would make this trade anyway any day of the week. Uh, I have to be professional. I have to really lock in and do this work, and I'm happy to do it. It's my job here on on the website, um, but. I've been missing the game so much I haven't been able to play. And so I get to watch uh, my two very awesome friends, uh, John and Steven, um, uh, play sets. Like, I got to watch them last night. And just watching these two guys, like, I've told them this before, and I don't know if they fully, um, like, believe me. But one, I love watching Street Fighter footage. Uh, But two, when these guys get going... It's almost like I've got the Evo finals up on stage in front of me because I know what's at stake between these two guys and the way they interact with each other and the disrespect, but the total respect at the same time with two longtime training partners and just knowing the implications and what's going like to me, like the storyline, like it's it's like watching a great like, you know, NBA game or whatever, like a, a storied rivalry and all this kind of stuff. But <laughs> now when you say disrespect disrespect is that because first of all i've been playing uh, ryu for about a week now that's and, disrespectful yes <laughs> well yeah first of all that in and of itself second of all ryu has a ton of costumes third the correct answer is his arthur costume not only is it sick because he's he's, he's a knight with this big bushy billy butcher beard which is awesome but then you can also do the easter egg and go completely on the other side of things and be in his underwear and i do that frequently does that come across as disrespectful to fight your... Because I always feel like putting the Easter egg code on is like a little kind of a jab unless you do it from like round one of the first game. <laughs> but I it's, was I was alternating back and forth between full suit of armor and underpants against Steven. And I, I hope that didn't come across as disrespectful. I just wanted to give him the full Knight Ryu Arthur experience. 
it could not be more disrespectful because Steven <laughs> has been playing Ghost and Goblins Resurrection on Switch, but he's been playing on the legendary mode where <laughs> you have two hits and other stuff like that. So not only are you playing, you know, Ryu, but you have an extra like mental advantage you're putting in by putting in that. And then and then you have the gall to freaking put him in his, his boxer shorts. And like, uh, dude, that has to be messing with Steven. Like, because he's normally controlling Arthur and now Arthur's up against him in his boxer shorts and kicking his butt. I oh, like to do that. it when I lose a round. If I go into round two or round three after having lost the previous one, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, like, you know, because when, when Arthur gets hit, he loses his, his armor. It's like, it's just, why wouldn't you do that? Like, that's why yeah. they put that in there in the first place. It's the best Ryu costume. And Ryu has some good costumes, but yeah. it is the best by far. Yeah, it's it, it, Monat has the cat like you can put on her shoulder. And every now and again, it's like the rally cat for me. Like when I need like when I need that little bit of extra juice and stuff, I'm like, okay, I need a cat on my shoulder for this one. And boom, it's there. So, but anyway, this is all the goofy stuff we talk about behind the scenes. Uh, we're all really good friends. We're all really close. And um, and so watching these guys play and watching the the mental struggle both people are going in because both guys know how to get in the other person's head and one of the the parts of the match comes up where Steven is bodying the hell out of John he's making every read correct and what John does is he's like oh you're gonna play that way you're gonna play all hella smart and really good I'm gonna do some disrespectful like just nasty stuff that's mistimed and other stuff and he does it and it nails steven it nails dream king and i could just see dream king crumbling to pieces because and he's like why are you doing this why are you playing this way and it's like i'm playing this way because i know it's going to mess with you and i'm I'm going to crush counter your spirit Exactly. And it's beautiful. And watching these guys and, and Steven has just the same stuff. Like Steven, he gets into the Dream King mode and he will style. He goes on you. so ham with his parries. Oh, oh I hate it. I hate oh, it. Oh. It, but it's not just like he's not just doing it to just do it. He's doing it because he has that much of a read on you. <laughs> and so these guys, they, you know, we're going to get into what people tuned in here for in just a second. But like, I do recommend going and checking out their CFN footage. Uh, it's uh, what your, your gamer take is what, John? PC Velociraptor EH. Perfect. And then <laughs> there's a story behind this one, but a Dream King is EH Morpheus. And just like Morpheus <laughs> from The Matrix, we'll let Steven tell that story sometime here on the podcast. That was a happy accident on that one. But uh, anyway, um, but I do recommend going and checking out their footage. You can find it from either one. Just look at their Battle Lounge stuff. And you can always see, like when we're talking, a lot of times we're running sets. Um, so when I go to pick up Rose, you guys can watch me there. You can watch John's uh, uh, growth with Ryu. Uh, you can watch one of the best Gil players around right now play Gil on the regular and then get scrubbed out in ranked mode, which is <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Steven. You play so brilliantly and then like he runs across someone like a match he doesn't know and it's really hard for him. So um but come check out my Ryu growth, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun. And, and again, so I, I, I'm not the only person out there that would really appreciate your guys' footage. And, and I think a lot of our fans will enjoy just watching us play. So uh again, I'm a huge like CFN nerd. So uh, speaking of that, let's get into G. All right, let, let's talk well, about this. I, I oh. do want to set oh. this up just a little bit, partially yep. for myself, but also very much for our listeners here. Um, what we're trying to do this week here is that in the last two weeks, we've talked about some of the best characters that have gotten nerfed and then some of the worst characters that have gotten buffed. 
and so, so kind of trying to find the big the biggest potential swings for season five in terms of characters and on the tier list and such and the most in, interesting moves that these uh, that the roster members are going to make well we've both come up with five more characters each to talk about today that are that we perceive to be probably pretty interesting to the rest of the community for various reasons so some have come onto the radar and been like especially early reactions people are like oh no you know g for instance you guys know we're going to talk about him oh he's going to be the best character or he's going to be absolutely murdered by this patch or things like that and people have had fairly strong reactions to or suspicions about a lot of these characters or they've just been like they, they indeed do seem to be moving in, in a peculiar or weird way or we just can't make sense of why capcom did what they did to them there's a few characters that i have that it seems like they've just been straight up murdered maybe mm-hmm. all of this is again very early on but um so so it's not as as cut and dry of like here are the best that might have dropped down or something like that but here are some more interesting changes and hopefully we hit more uh, more of your guys's mains and the characters that you're particularly interested in but that's just sort of where we're coming from this week in terms of how we picked who we picked and um and yeah yeah so uh getting started here with g this is a character that you and i have really rallied against in terms of his v trigger one mm-hmm. and uh pff- Shout out to Capcom here. They listened to us again, and he primarily got V-Trigger 1 nerfs. His fireball is worse as well, uh, and he got some other tweaks, but uh, those are his really standout changes here. Um, so it, it, his V-Trigger 1 is different now because it is dictated by how his presidentiality, shout outs to that word because it's really hard to consistently get out there, and I know <laughs> I'm going to botch it like five his times. His pres but, levels. Yeah, there you go. Um, so the pres levels... Um, it, I don't depending know if that's on when, <laughs> I, don't, I know. I mean, talking about pretzels now? What, what's going on here? The presidentiality. Uh, I'll just I'll, I'll power through it. Um, anyway, when you activate V Trigger One, it depends how much meter you get, and V Trigger One depends on what presidentiality level you're at. So the big change here is if G is getting his butt kicked the entire round, and he activates at level one, he's going to have less moves to do in V Trigger to pull off a comeback, and this is a significant nerf for G because. This is a comeback mechanic. V-Trigger is basically a comeback mechanic. You're getting your butt kicked when you've got it. So G is much more often activating at level one or level two than he was before. And right now, if he activates at level one, and this is this is ballpark here, if, if some, you know, um, uh, lab rat goes in there and, and gets the stuff like much more dialed in than I could shouts to them. But approximation is like before when, when G would activate in the pr- prior season, he'd get about seven moves off on an activation. Uh, when I was watching Smug play, he got about five moves off uh, from level from level one. Mm-hmm. And so this is a rough number. So basically he's getting one or two less moves off now than he was before, roughly. Again, it, it, the circumstance matter. A, a G player who just spammed his V-Trigger one moves wasn't going to go anywhere. And, you know, and the meter runs out so much quicker. Uh, like, that's not true, but you're. But I, I know what you're saying. Gotcha. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I lost to many of those V trigger or uh, many of those G players that uh, just were spamming V trigger one stuff, and maybe that's on me. But also, yeah. <laughs> yeah but also G. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, so. The bottom line here is his V-Trigger 1 is less robbery. That is something you and I advocated hardcore for for about two years now. Yep. And uh, I don't know if Capcom heard us directly or if, you know, uh, whatever happened there, it's there. And it's pretty significant with G. And again, I think if you're a really good G player, I don't think this is going to make or break you, right? Um, it it could probably sway some people away from the character, but I mean, this character is really only popular in the U.S. Uh, you've got Smug, you've got Knuckle Dew, uh, you've got a bunch of other people who play him, uh, Dankadius, uh, um, uh, Mario, 
Yeah, Strider. Um, of course, Strider. How do I forget him? But uh, uh, Mario or Luigi, I forget which one. Uh, th- there's the two brothers who play. Uh, one of them has a wicked G. Uh, there's a bunch of other people playing. No need in the to US. talk. Shout outs to, I believe he's in uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, so I wanted to say up to snuff, but he plays um, um, he plays Nikali mainly. So um, I think of oh, I can get my rushdown characters uh, um, <laughs> mixed up there. But anyway, um, so the point of this rambling mess here is that G is less robbery than he was before. Well, he has and, to he yeah. has to use it with more uh, uh, precision. He can, he has to choose when and where a little bit more than he used to, and he doesn't get as many opportunities, which is nice. They they also in that sort of same realm. Uh, this might be a, a like second level change or something like that, where it's not just directly, but he is encouraged to use meter a little more often than he used to. Um, and a lot of this comes in the way that his uh, presidentiality pretzel levels work, where um, essentially like level three wasn't as good as level two in certain mm-hmm. respects. And and but what the different levels essentially let you do is uh, cancel out of special moves with more and more ease, um, essentially. But the way they've changed things around now if g's want to continue doing stuff uh you know doing their their combos they're gonna have to use an ex meter uh with their with their wheel kick um to keep getting like what they would maybe get before like in v trigger and stuff like that and so what but what was always happening is that g's would like constantly have critical art ready to tack on to the end of their of their sequences by the time they were in v trigger putting you in those 50-50s where you were almost, you know, the, the chances of you getting hit, taken to the corner, your life bars melted, all that stuff were really real. And then you could just tack on a critical art to yep. the end of it. And it's just like, ugh. And, and plus, the that's a very difficult to evade critical art. So you want to make your players make more decisions, that, and then not for no reason. Like, they have to be informed and fun to make. But like if you if your character is just brain dead and gets to do the same things over and over again and it's just like it's a one track sort of a thing that works too well that's not fun for anybody. I mean it's fun if you're winning mm-hmm. money off of it, but like come on, you know that's not what we're yeah. here for primarily. So you're you're cheapening the game at that point. And I think G is a much more legitimate character now. He's still robbery, but he's just less crazy than he was before mm-hmm. and again uh, for pro players i get it like their jobs to win money and they're having to go up against rashid and you know in previous seasons characters like akuma and stuff and they're like look g is nothing compared to these other characters that you're complaining about and i want to say nothing but you know what i mean like i get their perspectives being different but you and i are coming out of a perspective of what's good for the game what's good for the entire community not what's good for the pro players yeah so, and g's g's abilities uh, we've talked about this before so i won't belabor the point too much but there, there's there's a balance where you can be strong, you can have advantages, and that's okay because there is a rock to your scissors, something like that, right? And and it's an informed and detailed and nuanced back and forth problem solving. Like that's fun. That's what we're here to do. But so often against G, it felt like the the risk and the reward were so off that it wasn't fun to be defeated by it. It was only frustrating. And it was only like, like what he was good at doing was not making the game a better experience. It was making it worse for a lot of people. And so them attending to this so heavily, I think is good. Now, I, I think that a lot of how G operated was kind of, kind of naturally like not really very well designed in that like if you take too much away from him he's going to be useless but what you're Mm -hmm. taking away from him is 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 good because it's it's not fun to play with and and so i I do want to ask there have been a lot of changes to g to his robbery um like i i also want to point out here that like his command grab that you know has a bounce afterwards you can continue to combo 
it does a little more damage, I believe, but then yep. the scaling thereafter is different. I love that change. It's really smart. Um, like you said, the V trigger consumes faster. If he does his G barrier, that's his V skill one, where he can absorb projectiles. Not only is that slower and has a, a harder time absorbing projectiles, but it consumes more V trigger meter when he's in V trigger. So, and, and he was using that all day for some crazy stuff and combo yeah. extensions. So yeah. it's like, he really did get hit in the robbery side of things, but where does the character stand now? Is is he going to be able to do what he needs to do to even be viable? Um, or is like everyone going to say, oh, I'm not playing G because all he had was robbery and now he doesn't have that, at least not enough to be competitive. So where are and we? Shout, yeah, shout out to Dream King here. We we discuss this a lot. And, and you even agreed about this with playing G. You're like, G's not just robbery. He actually has footsies and other stuff. You just don't have to use him. Mm-hmm. Now people are going to have to use this tool. Now it's not lost to me. They nerfed his fireball. Um, and, you know, they, they did some stuff, but his fireball is great. And, and now zoning is overall better in this game. So uh, we're going to get into this with one of the other characters I talked about who got hit really hard and it looks very bleak, who was just rushed down. They don't have much of anything else. I'm not going to give a pronoun in there to, to hint at who it is. Um, that is not the case for G. G has a lot of tools. So I think the character is, if you really enjoy G, you don't have to drop him. Uh, he's probably worse overall, but I don't think he's terrible. Uh, Smug is still playing him actively. Uh, a number of other people who are playing him are still playing him before. This is this is not a wasteland of a character. Uh, that, that one's coming up here. In the near and there's a couple coming up actually well maybe oh potentially coming up um but okay so you have so to, to finish oh yeah, oh, yeah. i just want to finish up here and, and uh and i'll turn it back over to you um uh G players are now way more focused on getting presidentiality. Uh, before they would just kind of like they would get everything right. Uh, it was Oki, it was damage, and it, you know maybe they get presidentiality on top of it. Right now, G players are so much more focused on it because they want to have that built up for a variety of reasons. It makes their zoning better. Uh, it makes their V trigger better. It's a real focus of the character, and that's what the character was designed around from the get go. Instead of just, it's one of the things that Majin Tenshinhan complained about the most. He's like the presidentiality doesn't really matter. Well, now it does. Now the most interesting part of G shines through and I think he's just a way better overall design character now at this point. How much of an effect now that we've been seeing V shift for has it been three weeks? How much of an effect do you think this is going to have on his rushdown aspect? Because not only does it escape from uh, you know his command grab versus strike mix-ups, I mean hey that beats both of those things at the same time. Now you could delay it and do things to defeat it but it's going to add another layer into his um, into his decision making when he's on offense against someone um, and going ham with his traditional V trigger rushdowns, how much of an effect do you think that's going to have on on G's rushdown? It has something of it, but the thing about G is he has maybe the best corner carry in the entire game, and V shift is not that good in the corner. Uh, you G is definitely going to be one of those characters who can option select the hell out of uh, V shifts um, because he has great reach and he has amazing tools. Um, you can try to V shift against G in the corner, but I don't think your odds of success are going to be really good, especially if you play someone like Smug. Uh, I bet you Smug is going to come up with like fifty option selects that like only he knows that just blows the heck up out of uh, V shift, and everyone's going to copy Smug because Bryant is one of the smartest freaking players on the planet. Oh. Bryant is so underrated in terms of his intelligence. Oh my gosh, he's so smart. And because he's a goofball, people don't realize how smart he is. But ooh, that dude. Oh, he's so smart. Um, and anyway, he's going to come up with a billion of them and people are going to be mind blown. They're like, G is still good. And it's like, Smug's G is still real good because this guy, he's he, he, so underrated. Oh my gosh. So yeah. top 10 character before, top five. What do you think he was before season five? Yeah, around top 10. Um, and he's probably around top 15 now. Um, I, I definitely think he's dropped. And I mean, 
mean, again, a lot of people are just playing them to rob others, right? And just make them hold stuff all day. Um, but if you're still really good and you know your stuff, you know how to play footsies and other things, she's still really good. That sounds like the kind of character I'd like to see. And, and I like, I guess I <laughs> sort of echoed this already, that I didn't have a ton of faith that with where he was at, they would necessarily be able to get him to a place where he was going to be either be a problem or non-existent. Maybe they found that spot, and I'm glad you reminded me, because, yeah, I did play for a while, and, yeah, I do have to acknowledge that he has decent options. He doesn't have very good walk speed, so it's hard to implement them, but even so, like, he's got pretty dang good normals, although they did kind of nerf mm-hmm. uh, his... Well, they nerf-buffed his back fist, which it's easier to punish but harder to uh, deal with if you block it. Um, things like that. He he does have options in the in the neutral, although I do think that with these fireball nerfs, like, they, they hit his fireballs pretty hard, and uh, that was one of this big, you know, he's he's got a bigger hurt boxes on them and they have more recovery. So Depending I don't know. Depending on the level. I don't think they got his fireballs too bad, but they're definitely different. Well, they got um, his early fireballs, which is probably yeah. going to be using the most. And yeah. and actually, you know, his, his level three fireballs, they were not very, uh, they weren't used or they weren't highlighted by G players very much. Um, that's not the right word, but you know what I'm talking about. They weren't used by G players as much and viewed as as good because they had so much recovery to them. Like even though they hit twice and there's a bigger area, you know. Uh, those, are scr- those are scrubby G players. If you don't realize that G's fireball is really good, you're a scrub. I'm sorry. That, that's just the case. Uh, you are a scrub. Uh, well, no, I'm not saying just, it's not good, but I'm just saying yeah. it was better to use the level ones, the light ones, yeah, because yeah, yeah. of they, how they, fast they were. They change they were. that around. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, I get it. It's... Uh, I, I don't I don't have any sympathy for rushdown G players who cry about the character now. If you're like this character sucks and they ruined everything about it, it's like you were freaking getting by on just rushing people down and making them hold mix-ups all day long. Uh, that's that's not smug. That's not a lot of the smarter players out there. But if you're if you're crying about this character now, get wrecked, scrub. That's what I would say to it. It's like this character is just fine, and again, you can play him or not. But if you're crying that 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 all this stuff is fair now and you have to deal with it, I I have no sympathy for you. I, I'm um, not going to shed any tears for G either. <laughs> so we'll, we can leave it at that. Uh, uh, G, uh, get good. You're, you're a little different. It's a little harder, but I think you can still do it. And uh, even if you can't, I'm not going to cry for you. Yeah, it, zoning's better in this game too. That's what people forget. It's like, uh, we'll get into this here in a second. But uh, well, actually, let's get into it right now. John, mm-hmm. is there some zoning characters in the past season who saw some nerfs here because yeah. of, of what Capcom is afraid of with V-Shift? Well, why don't we get into it? <laughs> there are a few characters that I, I didn't realize this going in. But as I did the research, as I kind of went over and, and checked out the, um, you know, the patch notes and watched some videos on the, on the characters' changes in action and, and felt them myself, actually, especially with this character, um, I'm going, dude, did Capcom, like, straight up neuter these characters? Did, 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 did they, are they done with? Are they murdered? Are, are they going to be able to do anything anymore <laughs> compared to how they used to? Not only with what was changed but also with how the game is changing um and and the big kind of pothole to step in here by capcom would have been uh, broadly speaking that okay we know v shift is coming we're not exactly sure how much it's going to affect the game but we're kind of betting that it's going to really help out certain characters and therefore we have to correct for it and the same could be said in the other direction that it's really going to hurt a character so we have to really correct for it if that didn't happen and if it's like v-shift has a little impact but certainly not as much as they predicted and you suddenly put a whole bunch of weights on the other side of the scale to balance out something that never came you might be in for it and so i'm kind of worried for character not worried because again like gee i'm not going to shed any tears but 
in the uh, in in the spirit of hoping that things are fair and balanced for everybody, I'm taking a look at Guile, and I'm kind of worried that they might have gone a little too ham on this guy, and that like mm-hmm. what he used to be was especially back in like season two, season three, I think it was just ridiculous. He was a zoner that could zone in a game where most people couldn't, but then he also had what I call training wheels neutral, training wheels normals that were just so uh, they're so good in their priority their speed their spacing that they just kind of built in those things built in like just advantage and as a guile player just trying to figure out some of his buttons and like what it means to press medium kick from this distance and heavy punch and things like that it was just going my way and i wasn't using it with much nuance at all but it was still beating things out just because they were like i say so fast and space correctly and, and such and like they naturally do it his upside down kick it's like that's so cool you can use it as a frame trap it's built in he has a movement in front of you that makes you want to press a button usually tech and it does it for I, itself it's like a built-in shimmy i'm laughing because of how much i have to work to do all this stuff exactly. that you're just describing like monot i have to work so hard to make all that stuff work uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then Guile has moves that will naturally move him forward, move him backwards to exactly where he needs to be. While there's a hitbox out in front of him, things along those lines. Plus, he's an amazing zoner, and plus he's got some pretty good rushdown stuff. Although they have been dealing with that for a while. So, anyways, last season Guile was in a strong but definitely flying under the radar kind of place. Like no one was thinking Guile was bad by any means. Probably a top ten character, but he wasn't making too many waves in the way of. Like, like being overpowered, being unfair and such. Capcom just took it to him, man. Um, hmm. He got... Okay, let me let me go over his buffs really quick because they're really brief. He's got better advantage from some, some of his normals up close and that he can like frame trap uh, characters with a three-frame jab a little better now. And then also his EX flash kick hitbox is extended, so now his combos can be more consistent. Meh. All right. Well... I do think that this is a case where the developers were especially scared of V-Shift Guile because the one place where he was technically weak, although he has an EXDP, was that he could get rushed down. Um, and now he's got V-Shift to escape those rushdown situations. Yeah. Um, and so they made his uh, offense and his neutral slash kind of setup slash manipulation in the, in the neutral game worse. And they went after Sonic Booms directly and the kinds of advantages that he can have there and, and the traps that he can have. Um, where Booms were usually plus, or where Booms were plus two, they're now zero. Not only does that affect his ability to zone, because first of all, one frame is a big deal in these games. People that have played it for any, any, any amount of time will know that. This is two frames. Not only does that mean that when he's up in your face and throws a boom, he doesn't get to press a button anymore. That's a huge part of what Guile does, you know, jab into boom and now you have to deal with this. But now when he's zoning, that two frames, and I, I'll tell you this as a, especially as a Goken player from back in the day uh, in Street Fighter 4, you use those frames a lot because yeah. you start to get very used to exactly how long your opponents are locked into block stun when they block a boom or when they block a fireball, when they jump one and such and those two frames are a huge deal that's gone now so uh his his zoning is just it's not hobbled but it's definitely worse than it was um his uh his hop kick i think it's called rolling sobat uh mm-hmm. sobat was nerfed all over the place it's now punishable on block it's two frames uh it's negative four instead of negative two it's got more recovery on whiff and it, it pushes farther back and and when you block it when you're in the corner so it, like it just has less utility all around um, his standing roundhouse, which was definitely one of those moves I could just press the button and people would walk into it and get gut checked by it. 
Um, it has a bigger hurt box for, for whiff punishing, and this is something that's been done to a lot of heavy attacks across the entire roster, so it makes general sense. I'm, I'm pretty okay with it. His back fierce punch, man, that thing was also one of those. I'll check you. I'll, I'll take like a few hits, or I'll, I'll do a few jabs, you know, take a step back and then let you occupy that space, but also my fist is occupying that space, and I'm getting a whole bunch of damage crush counters out of it. It's got 25 frames of recovery now. It, it used to be 20. It's five more frames of recovery. Um, and then and a bigger uh, hurt box on it too. Yeah, yeah. It's like all of his stuff that was really good, they, they went after his rushdown, they went after his neutral game, they went after his zoning, and I'm like, what does Guile have left? I agree, he had too much to begin with, and he was good at too many things. Is like an archetypal zoner. It's like he shouldn't be rushing I, I, down. I have to jump in. You just said, what does Guile have left? I'm like, a freaking ton. Like, I, I do have an issue with this. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong here because I haven't looked at Guile closely enough, right? But Guile players had a lot of privilege. And the moment you start taking people's privilege away and you make them play on a more even playing field, they're like... I don't want to have to play the game in a fair way. And it's like, you now you're playing the same game that, that freaking Vong players have had to play. Like, deal with it. Like, I, I, I hate people crying so much on the nerfs on the, this. Look, I think Guile is definitely worse than he was in a vacuum. It, when you put V-Shift in there, I'm not sure he's a worse character than he was. He might still be a top 10 character. Now, I'm not sure about that, but I really hate when a character gets nerfed and people are like, just like, oh, my character sucks now when I, I just had so much entitled privilege before. I dealt with this with Manat. I'm not just I'm not just saying, hey, I hate when other people do it. Season 3 Manat was bullcrap and I advocated actively for that character to be nerfed. I thought it was ridiculous and they nerfed plenty of things that I use, like, like uh, um, standing medium punch and standing heavy punch they got nerfed my jab got nerfed a bunch of other stuff that i actually use got nerfed and i'm like every single thing capcom did thank you so because was season I, four guile bullcrap though season four guile was fine but the thing about it is when you add v shift into there season four guile's not fine anymore that is a destructive incredible powerful force that's probably the number one character in the game if you leave him intact and you give him v shift and to back that up you can check the tapes on the my monot statements on how much better i think that character is that they very lightly buffed her but left her intact so what would you say he was before top 10 uh guy was probably top seven mm -hmm. minimum uh because top 10 in, in last season's good but top seven's incredible mm -hmm. uh guile was one of the winningest characters if you had him in top five i wouldn't say you're wrong uh i i would have to look back and see where we ended up because you know we, when we did our tier list we did it like you know a year ago or something like that or nine months ago and you know things change right uh but like i believe two people uh qualified for capcom cup shout outs <laughs> rest in peace capcom cup until you know this year um but um i mean guile was a hardcore one of the winningest characters in last season uh so i can't put him any lower in good conscious lower than top seven mm -hmm. and then now where would you guess he's kind of fallen to top 10 oh so like a, a spot or two um three to five spots somewhere around there i have him i think he went from top 10 to uh mid-tier maybe like top 25 okay i think he yeah. might have switched places with sagat actually yeah, and I might I may be wrong about this, but I mean I'm looking at how good Guile is and then how good V Shift should be. One of the things that I'm really harping on people with, like I see people like Phenom using V Shift with Karen, and I go, Oh my gosh, like people are so stupid right now about V Shift. You either understand how good V Shift is or you're 
really missing the boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, that is character dependent, by the way. But you go in and you look at Capcom's changes in here, and the V-shift is a huge factor for most of the characters. Now, some characters, it obliterates them that that you would kind of expect, and some characters that you think V-shift might be really terrible for, which we'll get into here in a second, is actually really good for. It depends. And Capcom went through and tested all the characters like they should, and they made determinations on how good V-shift is based on their um, play style. And that doesn't mean that like all grapplers got nerfed from V-Shift. That is actually not the case. Some grapplers got better from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm derailing way too much here. John, let me turn it right back over to you with your guile. Well, uh, that's that's mostly what I had to say, although I do want to tack on to what you're just talking about, the effectiveness of V-Shift. As an escape tool, it's it's pretty much the same across the board as far as I can tell in, in terms of like getting out of a situation. Um, and I think that's the main purpose for it. Yep. By, yeah, and when it was first when it was first showcased, it felt more like it was that, plus it was a way of punishing. Plus it was a way of, you know, like, we saw Nash go into critical art and things like that, and I was like, oh man, this is going to be more of like when Third Strike parries and then you go into a full combo. Uh, that's Those are few and far between, it seems, with, with V-Shift situations. But I will say that it's, a, it's not as nice for charge characters, like Guile, because you have to have a neutral joystick, which means he doesn't... As far as I can tell, he's not going to be able to do any of his things afterwards as a punish. Guile V-Shifts, like, what is he going to do? He's he's not supering. He's not punishing any V-Shifts with super. I mean, maybe we'll figure out how to do it, but I, I don't think it's technically possible. Um, so he's getting he's getting away, and he might get his um, his V shift break, and that's good, and that's what the the mechanic needs to be. But where you see Nash getting away from a Guile fireball and then going into super as a punish, you're not going to see that from Guile, I don't think. Uh, the one thing I know at Capcom is there's a couple really good Guile players there. And so I know Capcom accounted for this. And one of the things I can give advice out there for Guile players, because I'm a zoner too, zone more. One of the big mm-hmm. complaints that you guys all, always had is like, this guy can rush down and he can do this. This whole game, zoning is better. And I get the the... Oh man, do I ever understand this as a primarily footsies based player. That's what I do. That is how I make my, my, that's how I've made my living playing Street Fighter, so to speak. Um, I am a hardcore footsies based uh, player and Street Fighter V is such a mind F for us. Bring that back now and bring it back with characters like Guile, uh, Poison, which we're about to talk about. Any kind of zoning character who has it, bring that more back. Now, make it the Street Fighter V version of it, but don't try to rush down like you did before. It's not as good as it was once, and but now zoning is much better. You can you can be more efficient with zoning than you ever have been before, and See, that is just the case of, of what it is with Street Fighter V. Mm-hmm. But let's let's move on to another zoner if you're good with that. I just want to, we, we mm-hmm. absolutely can. I just want to say, in terms of Guile, I think that what you're saying is right, so therefore, I would have made maybe done what they did to his normals and such that were his training wheel normals. I think I'm, I'm down with that, but let him still have that zoning, that, that ability to manipulate with you fireballs. And and this is coming from someone who hates having to deal with that. I had to deal with a lot of season two guile, especially in our scene back here. One of our best players was a guile player. Ugh. But just in the, in the spirit of fairness, I think he should still have his zoning abilities. And I think they might've nerfed that along with the other things. And I think they should have left that alone. Yeah, the only reason I'm kind of holding on to hope is I know there's a couple really good Guile players. Seth Killian once told me, he's like, if you guys saw the people at Capcom and how good they are at these games, he's like, they would go against the top players and it would be an absolute bloodbath. And the way he said it and the conviction he said it with, and I believe those 
people I'm thinking of are still back there and they might even be listening to this. Shout outs to you guys. Uh, uh, I know some of the people that are really good back there. And I believe a couple of them play Guile actively. See, like, um, I believe you. So, but at the same time, yeah. I have a story. We have a story. We're talking to someone like, again, a Combo Fiend and how mm-hmm. and how like Capcom had no perception of how good Mika was until he went and showed them that. And then yes. it was a whole revelation about how good Mika was in Street Fighter Five, And yes. that led into getting season one Mika, or maybe it was the transition to season two. I don't want to miss uh, misquote here, but the point is it's like, yeah, no one realized it until combo fiend went and showed them in that particular scenario. And just, you know, a combo fiend did say this. You probably remember. He's like, Mika's my character. He's like, I love this character with such a passion. He's like, this would be the character I'd be maining. Uh, and uh, shouts to her. We're going to get into her later. But your, your point's not lost on me, though. Mm-hmm. It's Capcom does not know everything. And uh, you can take some of their stuff on faith. And it's not a bad idea. But you don't want to take everything on faith because we got Vanilla Sagat and... That oh, we have good. plenty of <laughs> examples. Yes, both yes. of us could go down. <laughs> all right, let's get into some poison, all right? Um, Poison's main nerf was her crouching medium punch no longer working as an anti-cross-up. And it probably should have never done that to begin with. Making a poison player use other tactics to avoid these situations is actually ideal. Uh, we've kind of proven in Street Fighter V that a universal anti-air button that solves all of your problems is not really good for the game's balance. Uh, we we had that tweaked with Mika. We had it tweaked with Birdie. Everyone was in super big favor of it. I don't get why it's such a big deal for Poison to lose that. Uh, having to think a little bit more to zone properly is a good thing. Um, and then this is a nerf I really don't get, but they inexplicably nerfed her standing medium kick substantially. Uh, I, I don't understand that. Like that was a good tool for her previously, but like Capcom is really terrified of V shift right now. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I was curious about it. So I, I really dug in and I, I tried to see like what poison players are doing and, and like who's playing her and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Idom is still playing her very actively. He's switching right back between her and uh, Laura. And the V trigger ones that that um, uh, V trigger one combos, um, they nerfed that as well, like the damage a little bit on it. Um, those still hurt really bad, especially when it's Idom doing it to you. Mm. Uh, Idom was going up against one of the best Laura players on the planet, his main trading par- partner, I think, Malin. And, and they were going back and forth and like some of the stuff he was doing with Poison, like he completely locked Laura down, who we'll get into here in a second. Laura's a much better character now, by the way. Yeah. A much better character. I have a big note for Laura and it's just the F word. <laughs> That's probably accurate. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, but this is Idom and he's sitting there completely shutting one of the best Laura players on the planet, his training partner, down consistently with Poison. And it's like, look... This is why I'm such a hardcore advocate of like, if you think like you should be able to rush down with Poison or Guile or whoever now, think again. Capcom wants you zoning more. We have advocated so hard for that rush down is bullcrap in this game. It dominates the game way too much. Capcom shifted the, the game over much more to a zoning friendly thing. It's still Street Fighter V, but if you're very frustrated with the game, try to do more zoning. And, and uh, if you don't believe me, go watch Idom play Poison and then see what kind of freaking horrible funhouse he puts you through trying to dodge around all Poison's traps and other stuff. I can't believe they hit Poison as hard as they did. And then I watched what Idom was doing with her and I said, I'm glad they nerfed Poison as much as they did because his Poison looks scary as hell. Not good, scary as hell. 
And I'm just, I'm sitting back and going, oh my gosh, like if they left Poison intact, she would hands down be the number one character in the game. She was top five before. Like she was really good before. I'm glad they nerfed her now. So like I said, they might've gotten a little bit too far understanding medium kick. Uh, but for the most part, all of her other stuff makes a lot of sense to me. Um, there was a situation that came up and Laura's pretty good against V-Shift, but um, uh, Idom got into a pressure situation and he's like, nope. V shifted right out of it, and all of a sudden, all the momentum and pressure that Malin had built, and hopefully I'm pronouncing uh, his or her name correctly, Malin, um, um, it is uh, all the pressure that they had built he has just escaped from and completely reset the situation. And I'm like, this is a two-bar V-Trigger character. She is super powerful, and in Idom's hands, Poison looks scary as hell. So, I mean, again, it's Idom. He's either the best player on the planet or the second best, wherever you want to put him. Uh, I am, I'm like, the more I see the, the nerfs to Guile and Poison, the more I agree with them. Um, so anyway, to, to put a bow on this and turn it over to you, um, I, I still think Poison is an extremely good character. Uh, I think she's probably, uh, if again, if you play her as a rushdown, she's definitely worse. If you play her like Idom does, I still think she's top five. Is her zoning ability, was that nerfed at all? Ooh, I, I mean, so her heart, uh, like all of her whip stuff is like 10 damage, damage worse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so technically, yes. But the thing about it is if she's able to zone for longer portions of the match. So that the way she zones you, it's more effective. So she's getting, let's say she got 30% of her damage from zoning in the past. Well, now she's getting 40, 50, 60% of her damage from zoning. So her rushdown being worse impacts her but like if you kept all that stuff intact she'd be insane she'd be like akuma was last year and, and that's not good for people like but again this is watching item so this is biased like i mean again item is item could play fong and probably make him look like the best character on the planet so hmm. that's not lost on me but when when i was watching items poison it was still extremely impressive uh just as good as it's ever been in my opinion maybe man i can't even believe i'm saying this maybe better than i've ever seen his poison look I have noticed in my own play as I've been playing, um, I've played Guile, you know, in the weeks leading up to this season change and then uh, took a week or two kind of off except for some exploratory stuff and now I've been playing Ryu and um, both of those characters have very much a zoning component to them, obviously. And many times at the end of rounds, you know, you have those little dialogues with yourself where you say, okay, mm -hmm. this is what I was doing wrong, this is what I need to change, it's in scenarios like these. If you leave it to your own instincts, you're going to keep doing the same thing over again. So you need to have uh, an active like forefront of your mind on this particular issue so that you can change it. Um, and so many times the answer was uh, just zone more. Just wait more. Don't throw that fireball when you're at that range. They're going to jump. You know, mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the little side lessons I'll say here that I've been trying to teach myself too is in like last hit situations where it's, you know, the, the counter is counting down and both players are about a hit away. Like you think, okay, the most obvious thing is that they're going to jump forward. So I probably don't have to worry about that because they're going to do something else because it's so clear and obvious. It's like, no, dude, that jump is coming. That jump is coming yeah. a lot more often than you think. Maybe not at the highest levels, although maybe at the highest levels, but certainly you're just grinding on CFN, playing some rank. That jump is most likely coming. And so many times I've lost to the obvious jump in those scenarios. It's like, no, just put something that deters them from coming up to you. you know, stick out a few normals and wait for the jump in anti-air. And way more often than not, that's going to work out for you. So I say all that to say that when you're getting at this hole that the game is is more zoning based and that a lot of the time the the correction you need to make is just just do less bro just just wait for yep. them let them hang themselves let them come in and 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 open up themselves to the thing that your character is good at 
uh, it's a real thing. And I do think that there is a shift naturally with V-Shift <laughs> coming into this game. Uh, I hate that so much. I want it, it, it makes so much sense. Like, and I hate that Capcom <laughs> nailed that. I don't want to give him credit for that. Like, but I, I, <sighs> 10 points, Capcom. 10 yeah, points. Yeah, 10 points. You, you guys earned it. <laughs> so, so, oh man, when I think of Poison, uh, I... I, I, she was definitely really good. Uh, I see this and I go, okay, it, it's still hard to wrap my mind around a Street Fighter V where characters are able to basically get away from lopping off bits and pieces of your health, and that's an effective way of I going know. about it. Because because even Guile and Minot, who were the uh, the resident zoners that could get the job done, well, they weren't doing it. Uh, they, some of it was just, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Of course, that's part of the game. But they were able to finish out so many rounds and so many scenarios because Minot had her V-Trigger 1, which would open you up and was 100% rush down in your face. You have to hold this, try to block it, but you won't. And Guile was able to be right up there making like, you know, not waiting for you you to make the mistake going in and putting you in these crappy situations upside down kicking and if you if you tack there man you're done kind of things and and so now and, and it's not to say that poison can't do that right i mean she still has those crazy really good combos into molotov into whips and all that kind of stuff but um i i need to see it for myself before i will yeah. sign off that you can win in this game by by more so by just taking off little bits and pieces of life over the long term and, and I think a really important distinction is this is not Street Fighter 4. You know, this is not like you could really zone and play footsies in that game to a high degree. This is the Street Fighter 5 version of it. And that's why it's so, such a mind bender, I think, for both you and I. I'm still amazed by this, too. I'm still questioning this actively as Monat. And you guys know how hyped up I am about that character and what I think she is right now. It's still hard for me to wrap my head around that I could do that because Street Fighter V has beat the tar out of me for trying to do that in the past. And so I get being terrified. I'm still terrified to do it. And I have a character designed to do it. <laughs> it it's 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 mind-blowing to me, too. But let's get into another zoner yeah. here. You've got Dalsim. What's going on? Dalsim. Okay, so the reason I wanted to investigate Dalsim is because, one, he's a very unique character, and the way that things affect him have a or the way that things affect generally the cast have a decent chance of affecting him differently in some significant ways. He's one of those just sort of oddball characters, and um, and also he has been climbing the tier lists, you know, on the backside of the mountain, kind of out of the public view quite mm. a bit. And he was a secret, not so secret, like kind of mid-high tier, um, and, and with arguments that he was, you know, kind of further up there than we realized. And, I mean, I, I play Akita a lot, um, Rich Nemesis, he also goes by that. I don't know what his online name is currently, but he's a very skilled Dalsim player. No, 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 no. He's an insanely skilled Dalsim player. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm not going to say the other player. Uh, who, who I play uh, I play Rich Nemesis, uh, Akita, a lot. Um, I'm not going to say the player who did this, but they were playing him in tournament, and before the match started, they are like, I want a, a latency test against this guy and other stuff. I played Akita a lot. He never lags ever and that's how terrified this person was and this is a well-known and prominent player we're not going to say who was it me that i stood <laughs> <laughs> that's how terrified they are of akita and akita nearly nearly beat them uh this guy's dalsim is on a level i've seen in few other places and but man some of these skilled dalsim players there's like 10 insanely skilled dalsim players that play this character and they're not good they're 
top freaking tier. They're mind blowing. I can I can almost never touch a Kida. I hate them, but I respect the hell out of them. Right. He's awesome. And and the other thing is that a lot of these super good Dalsum players, they have kind of a style of their own that emerges because the character has a, a, a surprising amount, or maybe it's not surprising, uh, of like he can kind of. He has a lot of different ways of, of being played and in, in, in like the nuances and stuff. You know, you'll see a lot of similar kind of situations and setups and whatnot, but getting there and the decision making process, there's a lot of room for some freestyle and a lot of like individual Dalsim styles can emerge. Uh, but he's very technical, he's very hard mm-hmm. to play. Um, it, it takes a special kind of player to be attracted to a character like this and then stick with them through the thick of it to the point where they're yeah. going to be this good. So you're not going to see as many of the examples of Dalsim and such. But, anyways, um, I say all that to say he's very interesting interesting and he was one of those characters that we were like this might v-shift his one weakness is like when you get in on him and then this is going to be an answer for that uh he might become like suddenly the best character in the game or like ridiculously broken and just too good especially those of us with that have a that have an akita around that like where we really know the power of dalsam and I think Capcom was thinking the same thing that they were terrified that v-shift was going to break dalsam and they there's went one for the really strong there's one really strong Dalsim player at Capcom too. Uh, I think there's just one of him, uh, and he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's up there as far as I know uh, at the Akita level, um, and maybe there's more, but I, I just know of one uh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So so I'll again like I'll quickly go over some buffs because the, the list is short. They made his Yoga Flame uh, able to cancel into V Trigger two now on hit or block, and then also you can do a little more with his V Skill two fireballs. Uh, like he can hit them across the screen, kind of like Lucia does, which um, it doesn't seem all that amazing, but we'll see what Dalsim players come up with. Yet another uh, opportunity to kind of freestyle and hit them at different angles and such and, and see what comes of that. But you'd have to, of course, sacrifice V skill one, which I think is where his biggest nerf came. Uh, possibly, uh, and that is the universal change to characters that can change their um, their their arcs and their uh, trajectory in midair. So I think it's like with an axe kick sort of a thing, or with a wall jump, as we've talked about with like you know like Rashid, Zeku, um, uh, Chun Li, or with Dalsim's float, which he uses all the damn time. Now, if you hit a character when they're in those states, or even after they've done a move and are falling after the move from those states, they will get immediately into a non knockdown state um, where they will fall to the ground but you can juggle them again while they're mm-hmm. falling so think of it kind of like you know how reuse jumping medium punch air to air and then he can do like a, a dp afterwards he'll hit the ground he'll dp afterwards it's like pretty much everybody gets that kind of a scenario if they hit these characters out of the air with um, anything more than a light attack so lights it won't cause it but mediums heavies and then specials anytime you're hitting dalsam now out of the float it's for bigger damage um, and, and it's for potentially big time juggles and you know, you'll be right up on him. So there's more incentive to, to try to do that in the first place. Um, but so they also really went after his ability to zone, uh, especially from the, from the ground as an anti-air. They went for his crouching medium punch and they only took one frame of, of startup off of it. So now instead of an eight frame move, it's a nine frame move. So a mm-hmm. little bit worse, but not the worst thing in the world. But Dalsim had basically season one slash two anti-air jabs 
and they kind of left that for the character. And it wasn't just like, a, oh, it's a pretty good jab that, that can answer. It was like it put a freaking rainbow above his head of a, of a hitbox. And even if you were behind him, it was a it's a three-frame move to anti-airs, a four-frame move if you're standing, which that's weird to me, but whatever. This move was amazing. Like he could he could whiff a bunch of stuff and you're like, oh sweet, I jumped over it. Nope. Little reset into like now you're next to Dalsum and he's an advantage, and that's scary in this game. That mm-hmm. has been like if you see examples of how much that has been the 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 hitbox there has been reduced it's like he can only really use it to anti-air if if you're like really far out in front of him and if that's the case that you're probably going to want to use a different button Uh, but if you get on top of Dawson's head it's like kind of a whole other ball game here you can get in on him and you can as we know kind of stay in on him so hey v-shift really better be a good thing here because they got rid of uh one of his key zoning tools uh, and uh, you know you're saying jab because I don't see this in the patch notes and uh, I was looking through this and now the crouching medium punch one is that what you're talking about or are you talking nope, about jabs or both. Get... let me see I'll, I'll, I'll find okay. it up here um, do, 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 do. it's funny because they, they say that he, uh, as well they made uh, general adjustments that make his light attacks weaker against jumping attacks, that's it they don't have anything listed in there yeah though. yeah it, you can yeah. look up um, here I'll, I'll tell you the I've been watching um, MC Mira FGC okay. on YouTube. He's put there's a lot of these kind of videos that that uh, will uh, where they show you the the changes in action, and okay. um, and yeah. So this is kind of subtle, right? Because they're just saying here um, in the in the patch notes that we've made him made his anti air normals a little bit worse, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like watch the Dalsim video for he he shows it there. Um, and again, shout out to this guy. He's, he's doing a pretty good job. I hope his channel continues to grow. Uh, mm-hmm. And and man, the the chop there. And again, so many times. This has been a point of pain against Akita's Dalsim. Like, I see this now, and it is not the move that it used to be, and that's a big deal for a character who, like, bets his ass on being able to keep you away. Uh, and this is, there's a big history of this with Capcom of, of forgetting, I mean, again, there's there's 40 characters, they have patch notes for everyone, sometimes they miss a line or two and then they update it and it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this must be one of those that they didn't document properly, uh, didn't make it in there, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I wasn't familiar with it, good good catch though, man, that's awesome that you found that. Research. So anyways, yep, there you um, go. He, he has a harder time keeping people away, and so again, I think this is an example of, uh, we're really scared of what his abilities with V-Shift are going to be, we're going to put a lot more on the scales to try to balance that out and i mean depending on how much v-shift actually pans out for him and i think it will this might be a little bit much for a character who's like once you're in on dalsim man it's like that's that's his thing you know like that's his his huge weakness that has kept people feeling like he's like oh it's weird to talk about him as a high mid-tier and mainly because of things like that about him and and now that's been hit even harder it's like well geez you know yeah uh I'm kind of waiting and seeing on this one. Um, I, I I hear the death of Dalsim so much, and I'm just kind of tired of hearing it. Uh, I want to see proof of it. And again, uh, it's not lost on me that the, the Dalsim players who make this character work are incredibly good at this game. But top player privilege is also a thing where you get so lost in your own vacuum, you forget what's good for the entire game. Mm-hmm. And I remember another very notable, can I say this? I can say this because he doesn't compete that much anymore. And I love Justin. Uh, Justin Wong. I remember him talking about Rufus in, in Street Fighter 4. And Justin is literally one of the smartest players to have ever existed. Uh, one of the best fighting game players of all time. Uh, this dude sees and spots things better than most other people. But I remember him uh, complaining that Rufus got nerfed too hard in Street Fighter 4. And it was like, dude, 
you have so much privilege with this character that you have went through that you're not seeing what this character is doing to the rest of the field. You know, it's it's you're so concerned about just yourself and the very high end of other characters and stuff that you're not looking at what Rufus is for a bad experience for everyone else. And that is my problem with, with some of the top players is they're only concerned about like the top 15 cast members and then how it impacts their matchups and their stuff. They're not looking at the whole rest of the player base with this, and you and I are. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I'm, I'm really careful with sometimes with like listening to top players. Now, I listen to every single one of them. If they want to come up and talk to me, I'm always happy to hear it. Uh, I've talked to many of them over the years and will continue to do so because I do value their input. But I always look at what they're saying through that lens of they're looking at stuff as a top player, not as the masses are. And our jobs here is to look out for the entire community. That includes the top players. But we care so much more about Jim in in Milwaukee who plays Fong and has never had a good experience in his entire life because he plays Fong, (laughs) you know, and and we care about Jim, you know, and and we're trying to do that where a lot of these top players, they don't give two craps about Jim. Right. And and so I don't want to hype up our our caring of Fong because that's clearly, you know, (laughs) we care more about Fong than most people do. I will say that. Um, So anyway, that's where I do come at this from and why I'm I'm always careful of what the top players are saying, because they're looking at it through a different lens than you and I are. Mm -hmm. Well, I actually did reach out and ask Akita what his brief thoughts on Sims changes were. Um, and for what it's worth, he says, uh, it, first of all, of course, it's early, but um, I think he says, I feel I can say that Capcom made a mistake thinking that V-Shift will somehow make Sim too strong. Um, and But then he ultimately said that, oh, and on top of that, everybody got kind of better. Uh, he thinks that the anti-air changes were probably not necessary. But all that said, he noted that um, he doesn't think that it's going to be, you know, what you said earlier was that like with G, it's like he doesn't have as much goofy stuff, but that like players that know what they're doing will still be able to take the character and ha- maybe have to thread the needle, but you still can thread the needle. And it's a fun, like worthwhile, challenging thing to do. That's kind of where Akitas is, is sort of sitting at with uh, with Sim. It's like he doesn't think that his particular style will be as affected. He's like, yeah, if players that just go and float all day and leave themselves open like that, like you can't do that anymore. And similar like brain dead G players that are just going to do the robbery thing. It's like, yeah, that's not going to work anymore, but maybe it shouldn't. And maybe now you're going to have to like uncover a few other stones and figure out other things that are good about the character. Um, so it, yeah, we'll give it some time, but Sim is one of those characters that I look at. And hey, I go, no, uh, before that's why I love Akita. He, he's very smart and nuanced. He's not your typical top player. He's very intelligent with how he approaches the game mm-hmm. and then uh, matches up really closely with what you and I are saying. So, of course, we love him, right? <laughs> if, if he agrees with us, we love him. That's perfect. And, and if he, someone who disagrees, they're clearly wrong. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, so, I mean, that's the gist of it, that like you can still play Sim. If you're a Sim player, you, wanna, you can still figure out ways to do it. There are a few unnecessary nerfs, and he might drop a little bit, maybe more than, than he needed to, but uh, not the worst case in the world. World. I feel like, uh, I mean, and I don't have the authority that Akita would have on this particular character, but I he was one that popped up and I go, yeah, Capcom may have made a, a bet that didn't kind of come to fruition the way they thought it would, similar to what I'm thinking with Guile here. And I would say that they were just afraid that zoners were going to be OP, and you could see that through the way they treated Dalsim, the way they treated Guile, and the way they treated Poison, but it's not consistent through all zoners, as we'll get to. I mean, obviously, we talked yeah. about Monat before, her being, like, better a little bit, and being a zoner, and getting V-Shift, so, uh, but I'll save that for a little bit later today. Um, I'm ready to jump on to our next character. Yeah, Armika, and we're, we're going to speed this up here a little bit. Uh, we, we did a lot of research, and uh, we got to go a little faster. Unfortunately, we love talking Street Fighter, man. Is this the best freaking job ever? 
Fortunately, we, could... we love talking street. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Oh, man, I love it. Okay, so uh, real quick, we're going to go fast. Um, Mika's standing medium kick is now a frame better on block. Um, she can also combo into her command grabs with her V-Skill 1 now. Uh, and then she can also cancel into her V-Skill 1 from her kind of like uppercut normal. It's like rising Mika, whatever, whatever. It's like back and heavy punch or something. She does a uppercut and, and she can cancel into her V-Skill 1 a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think Capcom's approach here was that if you back off Mika too much, she's going to use her V skill, and then the next time she gets in, she's going to make you um, uh, hurt extra hard because she can combo into her command grabs now if she gets her V skill one off. That's a pretty big buff for her in in a vacuum, right? Unfortunately, um, I also think that uh, backing off of Mika and, and really zoning her out is not too common. Uh, I think Capcom thought that the zoning maybe would manifest itself a little bit different here. And because the first time in history that I've ever looked at Mika, everyone knows how passionate I am about how char- how good this character has been. Uh, I believe she is the winningest character in Street Fighter V history. Hmm. Uh, and it's like every single year people say like, oh, she's obliterated. I think they might've got it right this year uh, because I went around and looked at all the people playing Mika and the only notable person I saw actively still playing her is Yoyote. Uh, that is, I can't believe they actually nerfed Mika into Oblivion. Um, that is, I did not expect it. Another character we're getting into, Laura, who's very similar to Mika. Tons of people still playing her. Um, I am shocked. And I honestly wonder now if Mika is, like all the people saying Mika is dead, I think, I, I okay, so... If yeah, I she might be dead. This is this is a much worse. Put, put character it into now. put it into layman's terms. Like, what is it that happens to Mika now that makes her just V-shift. so much worse? V shift. Uh, most of of Mika's uh, mix ups get defeated easily by V shift. She actually just got buffs, as far as I remember, um, and. It, it's but the V shift just kills her, and this is why I'm such a heavy uh, advocate for this. You go and you look at all the people who were playing Mika before, and there was a lot. Mika was still one of the more popular characters even last year. You, it was never a shock to see her in top eight. Never. You you saw it consistently. A lot of those people have dropped off, and I don't want to name names because you know maybe they'll pick the game back up or whatever. But I'm looking at their CFN accounts; they're not even playing. They are not even playing. They're just sitting there. And like I said, Yoyote, uh, who got fifth at one of the, the Japanese major tournaments and stuff and did really well with her, is a great player. I think he's Warlord rank. He's one of the best uh, online, period. He's the only person I saw playing her still. And I I did not think it would be possible for me to shed a tear for Mika because I think she's been so classically underrated. I'm shocked at how few people are playing her right now. And I had a bunch more, but I mean, we got to go fast here. And I am, Mika's the one character I'm going, man, if you told me she's bottom five, bottom 10 right now, I'm going, yeah, maybe. So there's a character in this, he happens to be the next one on the list here. And so we can kind of be in the same conversation because I had a very similar reaction. um, And that's Abigail that I think that he most be the most, he might be the most nerfed character by V-Shift. Um, because, yes, command grab characters, I think, are already going to have a particular hard time with it because it counters that that situation where they're getting command grab or strike you. It's like, well, V-Shift covers both of those options, so you ha- kind of have to add a layer to what you're doing there. Um, but not only that, Abigail, and, and, I, and I see a lot of this in Armika as you talk about it too, like if she's charging up a drop kick, for instance, 
For instance, Abigail has a lot of those very telegraphed moves that even though you see yeah. them telegraphed, it's like, well, you still have to hold them. Not with V-shift, at least not to the degree that you used to. If he's charging up a V-trigger, how many times do you see an Abigail just charge up V-trigger 2 and it's like, well, now I have to try to time a, an invincible move or get the heck out of dodge or just usually get hit by it in some capacity. Abigail punch is coming your way. It's like, do I block it and take the, the damage that way or do I try to escape or what? You know, Now you have a way different and more effective option option against a lot of those things a lot of his strings uh have gaps in them so that you can just v-shift right through them and it's like one for sure the character and the strategies with the character are going to have to evolve because i don't see those traditional strategies working uh nearly as efficiently or as effectively as they did before um mm -hmm. is now now i don't want to get too far away from mika until we're, we're you know done with that but does that sort of is that in the same ballpark in the way you're feeling like this is what's kind of happened to Mika as well? Yeah, I, I think her core mix-ups really are, are nerfed heavily by V Shift. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, let's let's get right into Abigail. We're, we're going a lightning round, and I'm, sure. I'm done with Mika anyway. I'd like like the other. So players. he's got. <laughs> Sorry, damn it. So he's got like his run stuff like that, where that's like all of these moves are very very obvious, and it used to be okay that they were obvious, but now I don't think so so much anymore. And on top of that, he's worse at keeping opponents out because they were like, hey, Abigail's too good at zoning with his with his normals. I think it's standing, crouching, heavy punch, and then crouching, light punch. Those are all weaker and neutral now where they have bigger hurt boxes and stuff. And it's like, but but hey, don't worry about it. They gave his down back roundhouse, which is basically, it's like a sweep that he just uses where he sticks both feet out at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, he Basically, it's the move he uses to kick the tire across the screen. That's how everybody knows it because it's not used anywhere else because why would you? You just use crouching uh, medium kick or you do his regular sweep. But this move, they 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 buffed it a little bit, so maybe so you'll use it, but like it's still it's still an unsafe sweeping move where he has better options, so it's like, whatever. Um, and then on top of this, just like G and some others, command grab wall bounce damage scaling is, uh, is bigger now, so when he gets those off-the-wall command grabs, those do a little more damage by themselves, but the combo thereafter is now uh, completely nerfed because there's more scaling to each of the hits there, thereafter. So uh, he did get some buffs uh, in terms of canceling into V-Trigger, so he'll have some situations there that are good for him. But man, just the way that Abigail got hit, and, and it seems to be so close to his central game plan in so many significant ways, he's one of those characters too that I'm like, uh, he might have just got nerfed into the ground. We'll see, we'll see, but I think there's a timeline where that's the case. Ouch. I think it is Anne still playing him, but uh, speaking of uh, playing other characters, um, a noted Tears enthusiast, Valoran, is actively playing Laura right now. And I think that's a really good indicator of how strong Laura is. Um, Laura is actually exactly like Mika, that she got just buffs kind of across the board. Um, but the thing about it is, uh, instead of people not playing Laura, um, everyone's playing Laura is what I've seen. Like all the people who are playing her previously have are continuing to play her, including IDOM and a bunch of others, but some other people who who were not playing her previously, again, when you know that the, the tier whores in our community are picking up a character, watch that character. So not always an indicator of it, but if, if this person is a known tier whore and they're picking up a character, watch out for Laura. Um, but it's I really I really thought that Laura would lose out to the meta of V shift. But what I'm finding with watching IDOM and stuff, it's like, well, the positions that Laura is at, she can option select some of the V shift stuff really well. And she she does have her momentum stuff that that is nerfed a little bit by it. Right. 
Um, like when she would pop V-Trigger 1 and just go crazy, that is nerfed a little bit. But the thing about it is Laura was very often converting from neutral situations into big damage, and she couldn't stay in on you unless she had V-Trigger 1 up. Well, now she can. Uh, so now it's always V trigger one, everybody. Oh, uh, it's uh, she's real good. So they, they give her a lot of buffs. Um, and again, I, I'm really a huge advocate when you buff a character's main tools. So you can give a, a character 50 buffs, but if you don't touch the stuff they actually use, a little different with Laura, they touched everything she uses. Um, her elbow special, the bolt charge, uh, and then her fireball are both better and noticeably better. Uh, and then so V-Shift actually does help her out too because she's a pretty poor defensive character and now she can kind of get away from that. And so uh, I, when people were saying last year that Laura was top tier, I never bought it. I'm sorry, I never bought it. I am thinking she's top tier now. Uh, this is a top 10 character in my opinion. Uh, she is really good. So uh, when you run across Laura in the future, be prepared to get messed up because she's really, really, she, really good now. Two years ago, she had the ability to get by on V-Trigger 1 mix-ups and, and um, super thoughtful play up until that point. And it was evidenced by IDOM. Now, nobody else was doing what IDOM was doing, but IDOM was doing it and showing you how that was possible. And you could even feel it. Laura's V-Trigger 1 was right up there with G's and right up there with like mm -hmm. with G's about you know being one of the Nicole, biggest robberies. Nicole. No. Get out of here with that. No. Uh, not like that. I, I would say M. Bison's V-Trigger 1 was similar to, but I didn't even want to put that in the same because I hate these two, Laura's and, 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 uh, and G's. But anyways, it was already at that point. Then they gave her a bunch of buffs last season because uh, they didn't realize that she was going to be one of the characters to win Capcom Cup with that strategy at the highest of levels. And then they gave her more now. Now, what I don't understand is if you read... Okay, first of all, they gave her a bunch of buffs, right? So they're like, okay, so that tells me that maybe they're worried that V-Shift is going to have a negative impact on her because she's a command grab mix-up character. The first line of these patch notes say, okay, Laura's strengths lie in both her ability to open opponents up with command throws and her mix-up options after mid-air follow-ups. The V-Shift system is expected to benefit her in big ways. Okay, so if it's going to benefit her, then should you try to like balance the scales on the other side? No. So since she's going to get better from the V-Shift system, and since two years ago she was already good enough to get to Capcom Cup Finals, and then we gave her some more buffs after that, now that she's got all those buffs, she's going to need some more buffs. It's like they went to exhibit and were like, you know, hey. John, John, have you seen Laura? Have you seen how hot She's she Bonita is? She's Bonita for sure, but like... I, I would want to buff her too, dude. If I designed a character that looked that good, when I got Kin or other characters sitting over there, of course I'm going to buff Laura. I want everyone to see how hot she is. That is what you do. That's good design. Look, that's not, not all but. you... That, that many times the mistake has been made that you... Uh, I'm not even going to go into these. This territory. Yeah, are, are you Laura telling is, me that, that that there's problems with like just judging women completely on their looks? Are you saying that that could be an issue? Yeah, I don't think that canceled. can be. But anyway. <laughs> so what I'm saying is Laura already had a ton going for her in some not very fun ways to, uh, to quote the other uh, earlier part of our podcast here. They gave her more and they said it in our faces. By the way, we're giving her more, but we also think that the new mechanic is going to be to her benefit. Uh, this character I'm terrified of. I already was terrified of. They're giving her more, and it's like there's so many instances that I've seen over this last uh, the, over these patch notes where I'm like, Capcom is way more in touch. Here I do not see it. Uh, have fun getting s destroyed by Laura's everybody in ways that just feels terrible. 
uh, she might be a problem here. She's kind of the I highest, think, yeah. uh, the biggest Ugh. red blip on my radar currently. Oh, I could not agree more. Let, let's get into someone else before you and I start getting really sick about that <laughs> and talk about talk about the good old one-eyed warrior. One-eyed. Oh, that's Sagat. That's mine. Yep. Um, yep. Sagat, I've, I, as I kind of said earlier, okay, so he's one of these zoners that it seems like Capcom was not so afraid of. Now, Sagat hasn't been amazing in the past. They've made him a little bit better, and, and he really hasn't been able to get the job done. I think the main thing was, like, if you got a life lead on Sagat, uh, like, good luck trying to get it back, or, or for him trying to get it back. Again, because he's a zoner character that takes off bits and pieces of your life bar at a time, big chunks, and it's like, but not, but not doesn't you know like get in there and and snowball roll you with with a bunch of oaky follow-ups and such he wants to get you know, like one fireball one uppercut at a time one couple hit combo into tiger knee reset the situation and chuck some more plasma and that just hasn't been an effective way of going about things in street fighter 5 for the most part you need more well they gave him a bunch more and unlike guile and dalsim where they're like well these zoners are probably going to benefit a lot from v-shift uh, they were like, yeah, Sagat's, I, I mean, I, you got to assume they're thinking the same way about him, but like Manat, they gave, well, not like Manat, they, she got a few little things. He got a lot of things, um, which is, which is pretty interesting. And, and I'm not, I'm not worried that Sagat's going to be overly powerful. I think he's going to mm. be a fun, interesting character to play. It might be that they, they gave him too much, but I don't see it yet. Uh, even with the likes of you know people like Bonchan and, and such, uh, Sagat players seem uh, to be just to, to add in on that note. I I went through and we researched Sagat as well uh, for previous stuff, and I was really underwhelmed by what it gave. No, I think he's better definitely in a vacuum, right? But I I was really I was hoping Sagat would be like kind of the Return of the King, right? That's what I was hoping for. Really underwhelmed with what they give him. Uh, it's he's better. I just don't think he's that great. Well, you know how they took Guile and they were like. They took away from his zoning, they took away from his medium game, and they took away from... Well, they gave him a little bit up close, um, but not the sonic boom pressure. Well, with Sagat, they're like, he's already pretty decent from far away. Let's give him a, a medium game, and let's give him an up close game. Uh, so now, instead of just settling for chunks of damage via fireballs and uppercuts, he can get some legit combos and conversions in from the things that he hits because stuff reaches farther and connects from farther. Um, and, and his zoning is better, too, by the way. His his high tiger shot is super fast it's kind of crazy uh, i don't know how how important that will be to the whole rest of his of his gameplay but i think it's going to be a, a fairly big deal especially when you're able to he can he can pepper in high low and varying speeds like that's you're setting up a pretty good maze there of fireballs to begin with and now he's even better at that um, he's got better juggle potential after hitting an EX fireball where he can actually, uh, Sagat of all people, can carry you to the corner from the round one start distance with, uh, if he uses two meters, that's a lot, but he can get you all the way to the corner and have you there. Um, his Tiger Knee Kara cancels are faster and they're safer on block, so he can take a few more risks. He can space stuff out and be scary from from a, you know like a medium distance where before it's like you get close to Sagat and stuff and, oh, by the way, he's got V-Shift, so if you get in on this zoning character, uh, it doesn't mean that it's the end for him anymore. So he does have a lot of different things going for him. I dare say he... I, I, I'm not I'm not sold on it yet, but he might have switched places with Guile. That's where I'm feeling like. And wow. I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be the saddest to see that because it's like, you know, Sagat can kind of be up there and, and kind of be really good at zoning and, and just beating the crap out of you and... Uh, maybe it gets to a frustrating point, but uh, he hasn't been there for a while, so 
and, and, and with all of the changes that are here, maybe it's exactly where you would want a character like this to be. But he does feel like he has a great presence in the in the neutral, uh, well, a better presence in the neutral, I should say. A great zoning game, and and man, he's a fun character to watch. He's a satisfying character to watch, and I and I I want to see more Sagat, and I think we will now. I think Sagat players are feeling energized and excited to to explore what he can do now, and, uh, and I think we might see a little more of him now. You know, I, as I mentioned, I was pretty underwhelmed with Sagat, but you got me a little bit more hyped about maybe seeing him in the future. So I would love to. I know Bonchan is still playing him. Uh, I think Bonchan's almost entirely dropped uh, Nash. It's like, I think Nash is when we called him a bottom five character or maybe the worst character in the game or like, you know, around Dan level or something. <laughs> I think we, we might be accurate, but he is still bumping Sagat, which I'm really happy to see. So I really hope I'm wrong here and I hope you're right. And uh, you kind of renewed my hope for the character. So I'm, hey man, I, I'm putting some faith in you and I'm, I'm really hoping he comes through uh that would be awesome right on um yeah so speaking of, of that uh next character here uh and that bonchan is also playing a lot of and so is everyone else that used to play her uh, is karen um Karen is a character who did not get much of the way and changes on paper. Uh, and if you did some of the more scrubby stuff with her, like sweeping overall and some of the other stuff, you're worse, right? But if you're a top end Karen main, I think you're overall better once again because of V-Shift. Um, and Karen is a character who who does very well in neutral, converting off of her normals into big damage. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that's really nerfed by V-Shift that much. He's She's not usually just staying in on you all day and, and killing you. She's oftentimes converting off of you know a normal or two. And that's that's a style that's not really going to be impacted by that. So she's kind of a, a neutral rushdown character is kind of how I describe her, where she, she converts a lot off of just neutral play, right? Mm-hmm. So um, if, if one of the best defensive tools in the game now, V-Shift, doesn't really help you out against that, Karen's going to stay really good. And so since everyone got nerfed around her, I've got her as a number, another top five character. I think she's one of the best characters in the game. Uh, I know Phenom is playing her a bunch. Uh, I know that uh, I mentioned Bonchan, but also Johnny, uh, uh, another Japanese uh, Karen player. They're all actively playing her too. Um, one of the persons I'm not bringing up that people probably want me to know is, is uh, Punk, right? They're in, but Punk is off playing like freaking Dan, Gil, a bunch of other characters. Uh, Victor is a... Enigma in terms of it, all the crazy characters he can play at the a moment's notice and do other stuff. His intuition in this game is crazy. He won oh, he won NLBC two weeks in a row with Dan after Dan came out. I I still think he's the best player on the planet. I I I, I love Idom too. Uh, both guys are just awesome. And there's a bunch of great players out there. I still think I still think Victor's the best player on the planet. Uh, and and I think when the chips are down, I think that you're going to come come back and see him play Karen. So, I think he has um, the most raw talent for this particular game. Like he speaks mm-hmm. Street Fighter V's languages language intuitively, but he can be eclipsed by players that put more time in. Fair enough. Fair statement. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, but uh, so Karen's still really good. Uh, I think she's going to be a top five character this season. Uh, watch out for her. But she's still getting by on all the stuff. Uh, and, and this is something you and I asked for. Like we wanted a character like Karen to be one of the best because you have to be really good with her to win with her consistently. And I don't think that's changed. Um, I, I think that she's overall a little worse. But but still, if she's a top five character, I'd rather have her top five any day than Bison. Yeah. Um, all I'll say about Karen is that she's always stood on a very sturdy and reliable foundation that is her ability to play a with punish footsies game that's that's worthwhile and as long as she has that the other things around it like they can make her better they can make her worse for sure and and but a lot of that like she can get by on that thing alone mostly speaking relatively speaking um, and we haven't ever seen her nerfed in other avenues enough 
for that not to be the case, right? Where she's just too bad yeah. in other avenues where she can't rely back on this thing. So it's just a matter of Karen's almost always going to be good in this kind of an atmosphere. Uh, I don't think that V-Shift is going to change that because like you said, this is like, uh, I mean, unless you're using it very effectively in the neutral for whiff punishes and, and that, then I don't think V-Shift is going to be used that way very commonly. Um, she should still be kind of just fine in terms of that and, and therefore she's going to be a good character. Mm-hmm. Um, my last one here, and I guess our last one, is Kage. And Kage is kind of, like, he got buffed, but not in the ways that you would think, like, not in some very meaningful ways. Like, he's better at doing the things he was already good at. Which, that's nice, because, you know, that's that's what's fun about him, and he's got some cool, like, combos and whatnot. But this character is definitely going to get hit by V-Shift. He's one of those characters that naturally... It's like, he's the opposite of the, the, the other side of the zoning coin. It's like, he's the character that needed to get close to you and had a hard time doing it because he's relatively stubby. Once he's in, great. But he didn't have a lot in the way of this goofy, like, just do it, get in, and then I can play my game. So he really had to think about it and calculate. And when you're a character that has to think and calculate in this game, you're usually at a disadvantage. So that's where Kage has been. They made him walk faster, so his neutral is naturally going to be better. Great. Um, His Hadouken is slightly less less stuffable on startup, so, like, it's harder to hit his hands, basically, when he's doing his his, uh, fireball, but that's to me, kind of a meh change. Like, sure, there are going to be a few instances where that would have gone poorly for him when it doesn't, but, like, that's... That helps against Banat, for sure. Oh, well, good for that. Um, mm. His, uh, um, he's, he's got, like, his combo uh, into DP after Itatsu, so his bread and butter, is a little bit better in that it's, it's more consistent, which, I mean, great quality of life that sucks when you are trying to reap the rewards of the thing you've just earned as a Kage player trying to get in, and then that's where you drop it and you get absolutely murdered because of it. It's like you really don't want to see that kind of a thing happen. Um, little things. EX Tatsu has a faster startup, but might not be actually a very little thing because now he can combo from lights and he's got some new combo potential. Uh, he can corner carry from jabs a little more effectively now. So... Um, oh, and V-Trigger 1 combos into this move. So this might be a pretty strong thing, but again, it's still like after he's landed the hit and, and that's not where he needed help as much. So maybe this faster walk speed will be a key thing here, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. Um, things like his EX Fireball can hit grounded opponents better now if he like Tiger Knee motions it. It's like, okay, I guess he can combo with that a little more or use that to keep an opponent on the ground, but I don't see him helping that helping him very much. Um, and then... Uh, like v, v skill one was buffed a little bit so just a bunch of little things that i don't think are going to help him in the long run so he's better rushing down but also has to deal with v shift now so maybe that's a wash and he's just even worse than he was before i'm not sure yeah i this reminds me of um i'm not going to put anyone on blaster uh from past names but uh what happened with gin in street fighter 4 where capcom kind of just they go through many iterations of a character and they just kind of end up throwing stuff at someone and kind of hope it adds up to something good. Mm. And they did that with Gin in one of the versions of Street Fighter 4 and it didn't work out. It's They really just messed up the character. And Gin is a really cool character you don't want to mess up in that game, right? And they did. Uh, man, I'm really hoping they didn't mess up Kage, but... I kind of agree with you here where I, I don't see this adding up to a lot here. And uh, I hype Capcom up for some of the changes they've made. This is definitely not one of them. I, I'm, I, I hope I'm wrong here and I hope Kage is cool because we all we all talked about him as being a really cool character that we enjoy playing against, even back before V-Shift. And I'm not hopeful. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. 
I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, he does a lot of like strings into like axe kick and stuff. It's like, well, have fun getting V shifted in those fairly obvious situations, you know, or like that you just don't have that option to do anymore. And therefore you're, well, of course, naturally your rushdown is going to get nerfed a little bit. So yeah, not as far as I can tell right now, not looking great for Kage. Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit better, maybe kind of the same with all the changes, mm-hmm. you know, all the, all the bits and pieces put into the equation, but we'll see. All right, John, uh, that's going to wrap us up. We, we ran long here, but I, I want to thank everyone for, for uh, tuning in with us. Uh, we, we did a lot of work for this. We definitely like getting this information out to our audience. Uh, and, and so thank you for sticking in with us for the entire podcast. We really do appreciate it a lot. And we're going to be back with you guys soon. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Tell your mom, tell your friends, and uh, we'll see you next week.